Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing well, my friend. Um, this is going to possibly be one of my least favorite episodes to record. So I'm just going to drop... What an opening, right? So everybody ready? All you listeners out there, uh, get ready for a doozy. Um, but no. So uh, in all seriousness, I know I just dropped that in your lap, Tommy. So... Um, I, we're going to talk about my most recent longer, longest fasting journey. So as I'm recording this, uh, I am seven plus, I'm almost seven and a half days into a fast. I've never gone longer than seven days before. Um, and there was a cool few conversations that came out of it. One, um, you know, about, timing of these things, the why behind it, and then some of the details that came up during it that I did not expect Mm. Um, and kind of the mental, so the physical, but also the mental emotional side or the physiological versus the most mental emotional side, excuse me. Um, So hopefully it'll be a good conversation. Uh, We get a lot of questions about, you know, uh, you know, help with longer fast. We haven't done an episode similar to this in a long time. Um, I have not done a longer fast in a long time. So the reason I say it's going to be my least favorite episode is because we get to talk about me. Um, and I'm a pretty private person. Uh, but you know, that's kind of weird because now we have a podcast that has hundreds of thousands of downloads and tons of listeners. And it's kind of a weird statement to say, I'm a little awkward. So I'm going to stop talking now and kind of let you, um, take it from here. But before I do that, I would like to thank all of you uh, as well, because we, the, the comments and the conversation just keeps coming in mm-hmm. and we just love and appreciate each and every one of you. Every time we get a message, um, encouragement question, you know, this is why we started doing this. So very grateful for the opportunity that we have listeners and that people are tuning in. Yeah, super um, cool. So uh, as I took the spotlight off of me and put it onto you guys, see what I did there, a little deflection, like uh, Tommy, we'll, we'll kind of walk through this together. So I'll, I'll turn it over to you, sir. Yeah, um, it, this is cool because, yeah, like you said, it's been a while since we've had this conversation. Um, and it, it's always kind of fun because um, I, I remember first starting getting into fasting and 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 thinking that the 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 seven day fast almost sounded like the holy grail, like that sounded like this impossible kind of mythical thing that I hadn't I hadn't done. I mean, I, at the time, I hadn't gone more than probably sixteen hours without eating, let alone you know seven full days. So, so just having, having done that and the perspective that you gain and kind of understanding, you know, the, the like you said, the, the emotional side, the, the mental side and the physical side of it, um, I, I think it's kind of interesting. So I'm going to start with um, what, what made you decide that, that now was the time to, to do a longer fast? Well, you know, I hadn't really thought about that 
until we recorded a recent podcast where we just kind of went through some questions from listeners about, you know, how do you know when it's a good time to do a longer fast? So I hadn't really thought much about it. I've been in maintenance mode. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hanging out. But then last fall, when I tore, completely ruptured my biceps tendon away from my forearm and had to have it surgically reattached with pins and plates and screws and, you know, <laughs> you're bionic which, now. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm, I actually do have quite a nice memory, you know, nice little two inch scar here. Um, overall, um, you know, uh, when that happened, you know, it was all about getting better as quick as I could, you know, mm-hmm. getting my son into my truck <laughs> was, was the project for the day when it first mm-hmm. happened, you know, that right. my arm was immobilized and, you know, um, I've never had a major surgery, I'm not a big fan of taking medication unless it's a life-threatening situation. Haven't taken, you know, an antibiotic or a prescription since late teens. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, when they're like, hey, what's your pharmacy? I'm like, I don't have one. Like, okay, well, what's the closest one to your house? I'm like, CVS has a pharmacy? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, there's one around the corner from my house. <laughs> so the reason I bring up the that, the medication, is because um, I went into, you know, the surgery um, you know, doing some consistent fasting. So I knew I'd be in a place, um, where my body was best suited to undergo, you know, a process like that. And, um, coming out the back end, I, you know, I didn't really even think about it, but you know, there's a chance of infection. Right. And, you know, I didn't want to end up like the NFL star, Rob Gronkowski, who has the top surgeons in the world. And he had, you know, a fractured forearm and they put in some screws and then he had four subsequent surgeries, just to clean up the infection. Oh, and wow. there's another NFL example, Alex Smith, who almost lost his life because of a compound fracture with multiple infections in his leg. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm just going to take the antibiotics. Okay. Can you give me sure. a five day instead of a 10 day? Okay, fine. So I took them. But what happened is, I mean, that within two weeks inactivity, medication, um, you know, uh, you know, going through that experience, um, I was still doing one meal a day, but then my cravings just went through the roof. Mm. So I've been sticking to my, you know, one meal a day, you know, two meal a day on Sundays with the family, but I had put on an extra 10 or 12 pounds of fluff that just kind of fluctuated week to week. And I was just kind of to the point of like, like I'm just done with it. Okay. It's time to get back to where I was at a healthy point before the dang surgery. Like I'm ready to be done with this thing. It's six months ago. I'm still not done the rehab process. I've got another few months to go, but I've been been cleared to do most daily activities now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, all right, I'm getting back. I'm good. Here we go. And I just knew um, for me, you know, uh, the next six weeks to answer your question very directly. I know it took a roundabout way to get here for the next, um, you know, the next six weeks, we have a lot of things going on. So family coming into town. Um, I have a business trip that I'm traveling for. Um, we have my son's birthday where the grandparents are coming into town for two full weeks. Um, and then his birthday party, which you're invited to, by the way, um, Uh, You're welcome. Actually, no, just your kids. Um, (laughs) That's really what, that's really what my daughter wants. But uh, anyway, um, and then an anniversary trip with my wife, two nights away from the kids for the first time ever, two nights. Wow. And then another trip, business, people coming in town, and then um, a 50th birthday party. We're traveling to Dallas. We're driving to Dallas. So 
I knew that I have all of these opportunities where I wanted to feel good and be able to enjoy those without having to worry about, am I moving farther away from my health goal, blaming it on the surgery six months ago, or am I really just taking back control of the situation, which is really what fasting has done for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, over the last few years, getting my health and my life back, right? So the motivation was finally just like a frustration point of ripping the Band-Aid off and being like, okay, I'm just doing it. So midnight, I was up late, went working, you know, and I, I was like, all right, I'm setting the timer. And that was, you know, seven and a half days ago. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, what I heard there was regaining the control that you felt like you'd lost from from the surgery six months ago. And so that that was kind of a slow buildup. And then being pushed right up, you know, uh, ending up kind of between a rock and a hard place with the looming, you know, kind of schedule um, that's that's in the that that's right around the corner for you. So so almost feeling like there was no choice, there was no option. Like like now is the time. It was now it, or never. It has to yeah. be now, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate the next you know six weeks or feel like I, I'm in a complete law you know lack of control, loss of control. Yeah. And it, it was interesting because there, there's been a couple of things that have happened, you know, over the last, um, seven days where, um, our nanny is out. So my wife and I split time as stay at home mom and dad, you know, we, mm-hmm. we split our schedule. So I have the kids, she has the kids, I pick up, she picks up and then we have the family time on the weekends, but, uh, we don't have any, her and I date nights. We have our trip coming up and my parents are coming in town. So we're like, like, well, that's a win because now I don't have to work it around a non-negotiable typically, which is a date mm-hmm. night, right? Where I don't want to be staring at my wife, as you say, eating dinner and enjoying a glass of wine. I won't be that weirdo. <laughs> um, you know, it, we both have a lot of business stuff going on. Um, my wife's busy. We had a couple of things, you know, external events that would take us out of our normal routine, which, you know, normally I'd make breakfast on Sunday mornings for the family, which would be a place of you know, where I would eat outside of my normal window, yeah. but I plan for it every week. So just a lot of stuff aligned. Um, and I definitely could have used the additional mental and uh, physical uh, mental clarity as well as the energy boost. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where the wheels fell off on day three, four. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about too. So like every, every longer fast is different, you know, they're, they're unique. And um, I, I wanted to ask you how, how you've been feeling, um, what, what's, what's this seven day plus so far fast? Um, how, how's that been going? How have you felt throughout the process? Well, I know that I really dislike, and it was interesting cause this overlapped with some of our continuity, uh, people from the last challenge, our continuity fasting group, mm-hmm. um, where there was, a woman who posted like, oh man, you know, I had this expectation. I was breaking my fast, my longest fast I've done. Then I had this meal and I ate like four bites and I didn't want to eat anymore. And then I felt icky for like the next, you know, six hours. And, you know, that was, you know, I hopped on a a Facebook live in my backyard, sunglasses Mm -hmm. on. My two kids were in that inflatable pool we just bought. Right. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, I hate my life right now because I was in the 60 to 72 hour ick, which I know is my least favorite time window. But then in the past where I've done my five and seven day fast in the past, I've done three or four of them, you know, day four is typically pretty good ish day five, six, seven are incredible. Mm -hmm. Well, 
not so much this time. So I came, I posted that, came out of the ick and woke up the next morning and was like, all right. And then I'm like, huh, this doesn't feel like I was expecting it to. You didn't have that, that, that same breakthrough kind of feeling. No, I had more cravings. It was, it was, I had a pickle spear and I hate pickles. (laughs) I know that's your go-to. I was like, I need something like, right. And then I I went back to the trace minerals, did water. Uh, Luckily it was a really busy day. Um, but then, you know, one of the reasons for that was I had really bad sleep night three into night four, and then really bad sleep night four into night five. So even when I got to night five, I still felt bad and I'm like, Oh, so I threw the ketone monitor in the drawer. I put it away. Um, I knew the cravings were coming. Like I knew that was still there because, my number was elevated in the morning. My blood sugar was still higher than I was expecting it to be. Typically, by that time, I'm in the 70s. I was still in the 90s in the morning, and I'm like, "What is happening?" Oh, wow. So but, you had been you had been you had been tracking blood sugar and ketones for the first few days. Yep, just like then, I'd done on my other previous lo- longer fasts. Okay, but you didn't need any further confirmation that that you felt like crap. That, <laughs> right, I was like, "Okay, right. putting this away." Yeah. <laughs> and then I had a decision to make on day five where I typically would have been one of the days where I would have had lunch and then done a 30 hour to the following dinner. Right. Um, And I decided not to, and I decided to push the window and I'm really glad that I did because now I'm seven and a half days in and I plan on breaking at, at, at just shy of, you know, like eight and two thirds. So like eight plus 14 or 15. Okay. So Mm -hmm. Friday evening. Um, cause we have, you know, we have family coming in and we have a dinner planned and I don't even want to break it. <laughs> like I just right. want to keep going. Cause now I've, I've made it to the promised land. And I'm like, right. the original goal was like, all right, doing a reset, curb the cravings. Let's lose those 10 pounds, 10, 12 pounds that I gained because of the surgery, which I'm blaming on the surgery. <laughs> um, you know, subconsciously I'm like, ah, it's a surgery's fault. Ah, right. I couldn't use my arm. Well, no, I could have kept fasting. Um, but then there's the antibiotic component, the, the craving component, like all that stuff, right? So all real life stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I pushed, and now I'm like trying to figure out how I'm going to end it because I really don't want to at this point. Yeah, so you know, ending it is is a good point because I anytime I've gone past three days, um, I was always kind of a little disappointed or frustrated to end it because it, it was almost like okay, well, the the, the toughest part's easy, uh, you know, it, the toughest part's over. Um, do I really need to end it right now? So, so, you know, you have, you have family coming into town and, and a few things, um, coming up. So how do you think you'll, you'll actually end it? Like if, if it was today and right after we got off of here, you know, in, in, in 15 minutes, you were going to go, um, you know, break the fast. What, what do you think you would do to break it? If I were to break it, Mm -hmm. well, what I, What I want to do is what I've done in the past, which is have the almond flour crackers with the almond butter and the, and the natural strawberry preserves and, and Mm -hmm. the, the two grass fed cheeseburgers and a little bit of the Jasmine rice that I made for the family in the pressure cooker, the brown Jasmine organic rice and the pressure sticky (laughs) rice I made the other night. And then a little bit of the, a little bit of the fajitas that we had and a little bit of that chicken soup my wife made. And that's what I want to do. Because um, once your mind is made up, like the mental, that's why I love when, when that, you know, that continuity member, you know, asked the question, because there's a mental component. There's the physical component that I talked about, 
knowing that like the sleep screwed up the normal process and that I don't like 60 to 72 hours and all that physiological stuff, ketosis transition out of sugar burning into fat burning. But the mental side is like, you have that expectation to break it. So what I think I'm going to do is I know that there is going to be um, some empty calories in the form of um, alcohol because her, her uncle is bringing down a very specific uh, purchased, uh, you know, uh, like a special, uh, he calls them an adult beverage and adult treat. All right. So what I'm going to do to make sure I'm doing this right is I'm actually going to eat a handful of mixed cashews and almonds uh, mm-hmm. to break it. And then, um, I, I, I like pickled vegetables. So just like carrots, uh, cucumbers, peppers, mm-hmm. those types of things. So I, I started that process. I have that because uh, we'll, we'll probably have a couple, you know, like a, like a keto based sour cream spread or something, you know, with some appetizers when he shows up on Friday. Right. And then my wife's making dinner. Um, I'm going to stay away from the carbs in dinner um, because it's a chicken farro dish that has like, like a heavy farro in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cheesy and it's gooey and it's chickeny and it's amazing. And I'm just going to stay away from it. Um, and then I'll have some protein and some veggies for dinner with them. Um, just a small, probably four to six ounces of chicken, um, and some veggies on the side cause we're doing green beans. Okay. And then, um, I know that once I do that, then I will have the special adult beverage that was brought to me. Apparently it was ordered. So, which is really cool. Wow. Um, and you know, probably a couple glasses of water and call it a night. So oh. God, why, why are you specifically staying away from, from some of those carbs? Um, during the dinner. Yeah. So some of the research that we talk about and some of the stuff that we go through in the challenges is, you know, the combination of starting off with the, the raw nuts and the fermented foods, probiotic rich foods, bone broths, those types of things is a good way to break a longer fast. Um, and then I'm going to stay away from the carbs because I know that's going to, uh, cause a really big spike (laughs) for me. Like, yeah. I just know me. I'm not going to be able to limit myself just to have, like, a small dish of it. I'm going to want, like, the the man-sized plate. Like, I know my yeah. habits where I'm going to mm-hmm. be like, no, because it's so good. I'm just gonna be like, oh, one bite. No, that's it. Come on. Like, that's like, oh, I don't have one right. piece of pizza. Yeah, right. I don't know about anybody else out there, but I can't do that. So um, I'm going to save the carbs for later. Like, I'm going to reward myself, right, with the liquid carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the combination of fat and protein first actually mutes the blood sugar spike of the carbohydrate. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do the meal and then I'll wait a few, like 15, 20 minutes. And then, then we'll have the the post-dinner uh, libations. Hey, y'all I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code, uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times. Rather than two, three times a night, 
two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTING for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. I think that's a good plan. Um, it, it sounds like you're going to do a lot of things right to to feel good after you end up breaking this fast. And um, I, I know a lot of people are going to wonder what what is the next day going to look like, or you know when when does the fasting begin again? Right? Is it just is it just a free for all time? You know, after I'm going to say this, this lovingly, I hate, I hate you right now because I don't want to think about this stuff. Um, but because this is, this is real. This is, this is this in the moment yeah. uh-huh. real and, and hasn't, you, you don't necessarily have all this mapped out just yet. Right? No, we didn't talk about any of it. Full transparency. We didn't talk about any of this cause I didn't want to do this episode. Right. So, but I think there's value in it. So, and I'm willing to, to, um, be the sacrificial lamb here. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I want to be the moderator. I like, I like leading the podcast. Next um, time I'm on an eight day fast, you can do the same thing. Okay. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. Um, okay. So interesting Saturday is going to be a busy day. So we have a trip to a local uh, farm to table restaurant that we love here that we love to take family to. Mm-hmm. And with the young kiddos that go to bed seven, seven thirty eight. you know, bed bath process starts at seven thirty. We don't typically go out to dinner um, late when family's in town, we'll do yeah. more of like the, the early, the, the late lunch type thing to come home, kids nap, get up, hang out, stay up a little bit later than usual. So we're really strict with, cause our children turn into gremlins or, or little, little monsters if they don't get their if they don't stay on their, on their sleep routine. So my wife and I, for our sanity, we keep them very strict. So we're going to do, we're going to that place for lunch and I am actually not going to eat. Like I've already, I already know that I'm going to be taking care of the kids. I'm okay. going to be making sure Xander's eating. I'm going to be making sure Quinn's not calling it on the table. Um, um, no, she's actually really good. So it would be Xander that's like eating the crayon. Um, 
all that little guy does is eat. He's not very little, but, um, so I want to be work, working on them, letting Meg, uh, my wife, you know, enjoy the family time. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of be the, the, the liaison to make sure everything goes great. We got our, we're there on time, you know, everybody, everything's served. We take care of the check and we leave. Right. And then Saturday night is going to be, um, uh, is going to be um, takeout from one of the the places that family loves to go to when they come into town. Mm-hmm. So I am going to make sure that I give myself a good window on Saturday, and I'm not going to, uh, you know, be a part of the lunch dinner back to back stuff your face fest because yeah. <laughs> um, that would absolutely crush me. I would be done on Sunday, and then Sunday right. morning I'll get up, I'll make breakfast for everybody. Uh, we have a Sunday morning routine where we make these organic hash browns. We have, you know, the eggs. My wife does her egg whites. The kids just eat raw peppers like the apples. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many details here. But I will be the server or the chef, and then family will leave, and then I'll have Sunday night dinner with the fam. Okay. All right. That that sounds like a solid plan. So breaking it Friday night, um, a window on Saturday evening. Yep that you already know you will be fasting during the family get together lunch, yep. which is not I just work this out in real time. So yeah. like, I like this plan cause I don't want to give back the hard work and hell that I just went through. Like <laughs> right. day, day four, five and six were supposed to be enjoyable. Like day four or five this time, we're just like the 60 to 72 hour mark where I was like, why am I so hungry? Like the hunger wasn't going away. I, I didn't have that big energy boost. My sleep wasn't great. Unrelated to fasting. It was, it was household stuff. Right. Um, storms and I don't, you know, thunderstorms and dogs and kids. And I was like, ah, all right, whatever. So I don't want to give it back. So like, I need to go to, you know, what was working for me before surgery, which is being very intentional with my one meal a day. Yeah. I I love the plan. And uh, thanks for sharing the details on it. So if, if if you had to leave everybody (laughs) with, with something that, that they can do for themselves what piece of advice do you have uh, from from your newfound perspective on your your longest fast so far? Yeah, and that's a really good question. Um, you're asking for almost like a, like what would be the takeaway? Yeah, what for from someone who has not been down the you know four, five, seven plus day fast. Um, what, what, what perspective can you, can you bring from the other side to, to this give is a so going to sound like we plan this, but join our free community Facebook group <laughs> because yeah. you're going to need some support, yeah. uh, write down the email info at the shoot us a message. Um, but really, um, would be starting with the intention of why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So my intention had a clear, uh, it was, it was, I know what's coming. I want to be able to enjoy and feel good and be confident, you know, in those moments that I'm moving towards. I don't want six weeks to eight weeks of derailment because that reminds me of the holidays when I was struggling with insulin resistance and weight back in the day. Right. You know, like that reminds me of the, oh, I'll start next week. Oh, I'll start the six week program after my next birthday or, oh, all of that other stuff. So that's what feeling comes with it. It reminds me of that. So my encouragement for everybody would be, you know, have an intention, understand that not all time is a good time to, to do long fast. Right. Um, you know, have a plan, set some intention behind it. And then when you get in the ick and you get in it, um, know that 
remember the reason why you started it. And that's what allowed me to really kind of push through this time, which was different from, from my, my fast in the past. So it was a totally different experience. My last thought would be fasting is, 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 is tricky. It, it moves, you know, your body does things differently. Every time you fast, your situation changes for me, sleep was a big thing this time or last time I did my longer fast sleeping was incredible. So mm-hmm. just know there's going to be variables that come up, but make sure you have that intention and that anchor point as to why you're doing it. And that's going to allow you to kind of push through to the end. Wow. Well said. So if you're just getting started, head on over to the sign up for the newsletter, get the fast start guide. Um, so you can start putting fasting into your day-to-day life starting today. And you'll get a link for the fasting uh, for life community, Facebook group and um, get the ball rolling today. Cool. Love it. Thanks for being, uh, thanks for putting me on the couch today, Tommy. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks for making me share. Hopefully you guys found some value in it. Uh, and we'll talk soon. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.